0: You know what to do, just listen to Esther Say positive and fun, it's Esther Club Hello and welcome back to Esther Club The show where you're, you're embraced If you are bad at doing things on your to-do list Because you never make the to-do list Because you let it all jumble in your head Until everyone around you asks you, where are the files? The files being, uh, you know, a representation of what everything, all your to-dos are. If you were really fancy, they'd be files. But if you're me, they are not files. (laughs) Um, I'm trying this mic out again this week, so let me know how it goes for you. I saw some comments about me doing a YouTube channel, which I guess this is technically a YouTube channel if you watch it on YouTube, but um, if you guys have advice for someone who's elderly, 32, who's not like a 12-year-old that was just born editing videos, um, I'm open to it. And that kind of brings me to a very important message today. Aside from the fact that my special on Comedy Central is July 17th. And uh, it'll stream for free on their app after it airs. But we still have a moment before that comes. But I guess it's already July. so. Um, but the, the important message today is I want to share with you advice that I, I have shared with my dad. And I need to tell my mom it actually. And with Dave and with some of my friends. I've been sharing it for a while. People seem into it. And that is that we need to s- to focus on how to make life good and enjoyable the way it is now, right? We need to adjust to the new life, the new rules, work on making this work for us instead of waiting for things to go back to what they were, you know, instead of wishing you could go on that trip that you can't go on anymore. Let's try to move past that and think about how to make it work with what we have. Um, you know, I guess you could say an example of that is me starting tie-dye, like, I can't do stand-up anymore I'm not sitting by the clock wait when can I do my shows when can I tour when can I go back to the comedy store I'm not going to play that game because that's like that's basically asking for heartbreak because here we were everyone thinking oh things are going to open things are going to open and then bam no things are closing things are bad so I would say what is your tie-dye you know What is your stand-up and what is your tie-dye is what I ask you today. What can't you do anymore? And then you're going to do this different thing instead. I said that so well and eloquent, I have to say. Um, Yeah, that's my little pro tip. (laughs) If you want to be as successful as me, as someone who has launched a tie-dye store called Sleepover by Esther... Obviously, I'm wearing it again today. Can't really see, but... um, And yes, I'm holding... Don't even get me started on the mic situation. And I know I have mics somewhere. I don't know if they connect to the iPad, though. So speaking of adapting to the new situation, I know I can improve my podcast setup. And if you guys have tips, I'm open to them. And I could probably just ask the producers of this show. Um, They'll probably know exactly what I should do. That's why I work with them, because they're the best at what they do. But uh, you know, why let them tell me anything? Let me just, let me just guess and check. Good old fashioned guess and check. Oh boy. So I wanted to talk today, maybe, hmm, maybe tell a story. I know I'm in, I teased some stories last week. So maybe this week I'll tell a story. Um, Maybe I'll tell the story about, okay, I'm going to tell that story. Okay. So when I was a sophomore in college, the college year, school year had ended and my I went to school at University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, which is about two hours um, from the suburb of Chicago where I'm from two-hour drive and you know it's kind of my parents dream for me to go to that school because in-state tuition it's a pretty good school two hours away you know so it's you're away but you're not like that far away and my dad had gone there although fucking I got duped as shit because I found out my first week at that school that my dad didn't even graduate from there Literally the Friday of my first week of college, my dad's like, oh, yeah, well, I didn't actually graduate. I graduated from Roosevelt University. I'm like, so I'm at this school because you came here and you didn't even fucking finish here. It was a whole thing. I tried to quit right then and there. They didn't let me. um, Don't worry, I did eventually quit. But so end of my sophomore year and... I just want to think, was it Jenna? Yeah, okay. It's the end of my sophomore year. My parents are going to come pick me up in a couple of days. I actually had a really nice apartment to myself my sophomore year because obviously housing was super affordable in Urbana, Illinois. And then also I had lived that my roommate, my friend Matt, he had actually quit school halfway through the school year. So I had this huge, really nice new two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment all to myself because he had quit and, you know, he he kept paying his half of the rent because we had made a deal, whatever, and that was obviously really nice of him. And so, there was no rush for me to come home, you know, as far as my parents were concerned. I, I had this place to myself, you know, whatever, who cares? I'll have the whole summer at home. So, my parents basically were gonna pick me up in a few days but I had just finished school and my friend Jenna who oddly enough we met in uh, at University of Illinois, but when we met we found out we actually lived 15 minutes away from each other she lives she's from West Rogers Park, which is very close to where I lived so, And it was just this, it was this very exciting thing, right? Like, holy shit, my college friend lives 15 minutes from where I live. Like, this is so cool. Anyways, Jenna was driving home that day, that day that we had ended classes. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't really need, I forgot why I wasn't packing up. That's actually really weird. I was I going back? I, I don't know. But Jenna was leaving that day and I was like, sorry if this is morning already. And I was like, you know what? I should just catch a ride with Jenna. Like why wouldn't I? You know, she's, it'll be a fun drive and I can surprise my parents. And I think that will be really exciting. Like it would just be so fun to surprise my parents. So i'm like jenna come get me like let's do this so she comes get gets me we drive we have a really fun drive back we're listening to celine dion um we're listening to that song "Icebox" by omarion is that i got this ice box where my heart we're listening to that and we're listening to celine dion what song do 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 you know that one i have wings to fly i'm alive okay We're listening to these songs over and over again. It's so much fun. Jenna's singing, doing her Celine Dion impression. We're laughing. We pull up to my house. I'm like, bye, thanks. Because she's in a rush to get home, so she doesn't come in or anything. And I remember walking up to my front door and just opening it. It was a summer day, so they had, you know, the screen door was just there Or, I'm sorry, only the screen door was closed. And I just remember kind of opening the door and being like, surprise, hello. And my dad was like, what? And my mom came out and she was like, what? And they were like, why are you here? I was like, I just fucking finished a semester at school and I'm surprising you. And your reaction is just this tepid, like... Oh, hmm. And right out, so right out the gate, it was just a little bit weird. And it just set a weird tone. And I just kind of went with it, though, because I was so, I hated college so much. I was so happy to be home. And I, I go up to my room, you know, I say hi to Duncan. And I remember, um... I had my laptop, which was, you know, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you grow up high school with no laptop and then now you're a college kid and you come home and you have your laptop in your bedroom, like that is a serious life upgrade. So it was just a really big deal. My parents had Wi-Fi. So there's a different sense of freedom and excitement when you're home at your parents' house with a laptop and you've never had that before. Bitch, you know you would agree with me if you could really... Feel that. So, anyways, it was the day that Iron Man, the first Iron Man, came out, and my dad, you know, was a big, big movie guy. He's like, let's go see Iron Man. We're going to go to this really nice theater. He had like some coupon, so we drive like thirty minutes out. I believe we went to. I don't remember where we went for dinner, but we go out to dinner because that was kind of the routine with my parents. My senior year of high school was always Friday night. Dinner show and then I would go home and I would read Us Weekly in my bedroom and they would go to sleep and then you know that was that. I'd go to bed early because I probably had dance class Saturday morning. So so we go to see Iron Man. We're drive. I love we loved it. It was so good. And we went to this really nice theater where the seats are really comfortable and you get to pick them out. So it's just like a really nice we're back you know I'm back home it's gonna be a great summer so on the drive home I remember looking out the window and just feeling like pretty bummed that I was gonna to have to go home and my parents were gonna to go to bed It just seemed kind of boring you know so I was like and I was amped up from seeing Iron Man and this is the first Iron Man and that remember Take yourselves back to when the first Iron Man came out, you guys. Superhero movies were not, you know, flooding the scene. They weren't... It wasn't an oversaturated market the way it is now where you just... There's all these movies and you you can't even keep up. Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, that was a huge movie release. This was a big deal back then. These were big stars doing superhero movies. Like, trust me when I tell you, like the energy after you see that movie you're just like you're just like ready for action so I'm like you know what I want to go to my sister's house tonight and my parents are like wait I want to okay sorry I'm like I'm gonna go to my sister's house tonight my parents are like what no and I'm like what do you mean no you don't have to drive me I'll take the car and I'll drive myself and my dad's like no and I'm like what do you mean no I'm like 20 fucking years old. I'm gonna, I'm not asking to go to some party. I'm going, I wanna go see my own sister. How, how is that a no, right? How is that a no? It's just, there's no way that's a no. And then we get into this huge fight. And looking back, I now can see that my dad is so strict about me using his car because he just has so much anxiety when I drive. I now can see, oh, it was just his crazy bullshit driving anxiety. But at the time, I i couldn't figure out why I wasn't allowed to drive and see my sister. And we're in a huge fight. This whole 40-minute drive home with the Iron Man excitement, big fight. Like, I don't get it. I'm just trying to see my own sister and you guys will not let me. Like, And keep in mind that weird energy from the very start of the day when I arrived to my parents' house and they just kind of didn't give a fuck that I was there. So there's just like a weird energy in the air. So we get home, I go to my room and I'm just like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. And I remember opening my computer and going to, what was the site? it's one of orbits orbits.com you know it now my parents are asleep I'm in my room I'm fuming mad I can't believe I'm not going to see my sister I'm bored I have Ironman energy I go to orbits.com and I'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm fucking getting out of here I'm I'm gonna fly to LA tonight I have a friend that lives in LA I'm just gonna fucking go to LA tonight I already made a crazy decision today. I already drove home from school early. My parents didn't give a shit. They don't care that I'm here. I saw Iron Man and I can't even see my own sister. I'm flying to LA. So I go on orbits. I find like a, you know, not crazy expensive ticket for 5 a.m. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my God. I'm misremembering. I'm misremembering. I go, I'm flying to New York. That's what happens. I'm flying to New York. I don't know anyone there. But I'm just going to go. I'm just going to get on a plane and show up to New York. Worst case scenario, you know, I spend a little money on a hostel. I take some dance classes. I spend a few days kicking it around. I go to New York, right? And I had two kind of scenarios in my head. One was... You know, you go to New York, you spend a few days there, you come back. The other one was like, I'm fucking going to New York Madonna style with $15 in my pocket and I'm going to like become a Broadway star within the next few weeks. So I buy a ticket, I buy a a 5am flight, Chicago to New York and I'm like, "I, I don't know how to get to the airport. I call a cab. I've never called my own cab before. And I pack my bags and I sneak out and I get in my cab. And now I had so much energy that it wasn't like go to bed and wake up. It was like, no, it's probably 1030 at night. I'm going to the airport right now. So I go, I get there around midnight and I'm just like, like energy. I'm listening to um, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Midnight Train in Georgia. I, I just have all this fucking energy amped up. And I get to the airport and I'm sitting there and I start texting my friend Matt. And I'm like, guess what? I'm flying to New York. He's like, that's crazy. He's like, you don't know anyone in New York. I'm like, I know. Isn't it crazy? He's like, come to L.A. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, come to L.A. He's like, I'll get you at the airport. You can stay with me. Come to L.A. And I'm like, huh, I guess I don't need to go to New York. I'll just go to L.A. And so... I call Orbitz, I'm on customer service, and because it was such a, you know, I just bought the flight, they're like, sure, we'll change it. So I changed my flight to LA, and I'm sitting at the airport, and I'm waiting hours and hours, and finally it's like, you know, 4 a.m. or whatever. I think my flight was 6 a.m. So I go through security, and... I board this plane. Now this was this was truly a sign of the times because I board this plane. And there's pretty much like what I picture it's like to fly during the beginning of coronavirus. Like there's like seven people on this flight. Now, I have now been in LA for 10 years and I fly LA, Chicago and back five times a year for 10 years every time I take that flight it is a full 100% packed flight I don't care if it's a 5 a.m flight a midnight flight a 3 p.m flight they're all 100% full this flight back in 2008 6 a.m Chicago to LA I will never forget it because of how absolutely empty it was and I it it's so empty that you may as well be on a private jet. You have rows to yourself. So I remember I was so tired from being so wired that I just laid in my own row and I slept the whole flight. And to this day, I have not slept a whole flight. Like this flight, I'll, I'll just never forget it. So I get to LA, Matt picks me up and I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, this, you have to remember this is my second time i'd ever been to los angeles my first time was a family trip um and i was obsessed like i said i read us weekly every friday night in high school i loved you know all my celebrities that i was obsessed with so just to be in sunny la just to see the palm trees i'm so just like high off of it and we're driving we're flying down the freeway and matt takes me to his place and um we go get groceries, right? Cause it's like, I'm going to be here for a minute. So we like go to the grocery store. I remember I buy canned pineapple, turkey slices, like just kind of like, and in my mind, I'm like, I have such a high going because I just left in the middle of the night. I left my life and I came to Los Angeles and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm like, I am I, did I just move here? I don't really know. Do my parents know? You know, this is before location sharing. So my parents don't know where I am. You guys, two days go by before my parents even call me, before they reach out. Two days. What? I remember I flew no you know what I think it was actually 24 hours because I'm sorry because I flew I was thinking because I flew Friday but I actually technically flew Saturday morning got to LA because of the time difference you know probably 8 in the morning or whatever or even earlier than that no 8 in the morning. I did not talk to my parents until Sunday afternoon and I would have, you know, of course, normally when you're getting along with your parents, you call them, you tell them where you are. But I was so angry at them that I was like, fuck it. I'll let them wonder where I am. They they didn't. They didn't wonder. They, I, in fact, called them on Sunday. I called them and was like, do you know where I am? And they're like, no. And I was like, I'm in Los Angeles. And my mom just goes, oh, well, we'd figured you'd gone somewhere. What? I just ran away to Los Angeles and you just, you don't care. They did. My parents have just always been ahead of me where they just, you want to, you want to try to get a rise out of them. You want to get their attention. No, nothing works. And then my dad's response well, how'd you get to the airport like a cab? Oh, you should have woke me up. I would have driven you to save the money i I don't get it they it's like they were just happy that I was gone again, but of course, sensitive little me you know a couple more days went by I'm hanging out with Matt. I remember um I went to his acting class with him and um what's it called uh when you sit in on, audited it where you sit in I remember one of my favorite actresses from the L word was there it was so cool um we went to the Bodhi Tree bookstore we went to Earth Cafe we did all these cute little LA things and and a couple days go by and I just I'm sensitive I'm homesick you know And I'm like, I'm going home. So, literally, I was there for four days, flew back, and when I got home, I was like, why did I come home? I was just in LA with a place to stay, and now I'm just back home. And I kind of always think about that, because you guys know on this podcast, I talk a lot about how I want to move home, and I always wonder if I move home, will I have that same feeling that I had when I flew back home in a homesick panic? And it's actually a pretty anticlimactic story. And it's really the story about how Iron Man charged me up to run away from home and no one cared. Nobody gave a shit. And that was not the first time I ran away from home and no one cared. I remember on one Easter Sunday, I ran away from home when I was like 10. But of course, to me, running away from home just means sitting on the side of the house. and No one knows where you are. And another time where I just sat for hours and hours and nobody came and got me. And I just had to go back in and be like, I'm here. (laughs) I am the boy who cried wolf so hard. And everyone in my life knows it. And they don't care. I'm curious to the listener. I pose the question to the listener. Have you ever bluffed or wanted attention so bad and it just did not work and nobody cared? Then you are really a member of Esther Club. Oh God, I just feel, I can't help but feel so pathetic telling these stories. So pathetic. But... Isn't that what it's all about? Um, I'm sure my parents are sitting here watching this like, that's the... the she makes us look out, out to look so bad. Well, whatever. I would love to hear their... Uh, I would love to actually hear their memory of the story. That's what I should do is ask them and, and see what their feedback is of it. Um, I'm like, is that the episode? I guess... I'm trying to think if I have updates for you guys on anything else. You know, my special's coming out July 17th. And my tie-dye store, Sleepover by Esther. We have an Instagram account which has the link to the site. You can buy tie-dyes that I handmade. And there's going to be... I think I'll be... Hopefully adding inventory to it once a week or throughout the week. So if you think, if you see that everything is sold out, I'll be adding more. Um, and if you follow that account, you will be getting alerts when I add more for the most part. So, and I guess that's it. I guess that's really it. Oh, I guess I'll tell you that my fridge broke and I have no fridge for one week, no fridge or no freezer. And it's gonna be an interesting experience. I will admit though that declaring food bankruptcy is kind of freeing. It's kind of freeing to get rid of like the frozen veggie patties that have been in my freezer like for the last three moves I've made. So I do feel a little bit of a bit of an excitement declaring food bankruptcy. Oh, there's Esther Club sticker packs also on the store. So, um, if they're not sold out by the time this airs, they will be restocked if they are eventually. Okay. You guys, thanks for listening. Sorry I'm crazy and desperate for attention and pathetic. But that's the point of Esther Club. You come here to feel better about yourself. So, you guys, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. That's that.